The following message is from the audio ministry of Coastal Community Church. We trust you'll find it helpful and encouraging. Now, here's Pastor Chris Rollins. Good morning. Welcome to Coastal. Happy anniversary, uh, 27th anniversary. I know some of you are freaking out a little bit this morning because Pastor Chris decided to spiff it up a little bit and... uh, yeah, yeah, wearing it, wearing it, wearing a jacket, and uh, so I got my new purple shirt, my new jacket. I got new socks on. Anybody got a new Easter outfit day? You look beautiful, by the way. Everybody looks so spiffy and colorful this morning. Um, let me just begin this morning by by setting the minds of our guest at ease. I know uh, if you're here today uh, under duress, uh, if you lost a bet. If you finally gave in and decided that you would get your friend off of your back and, uh, and come to church today with them, uh, and if you're not even sure about, you know, the whole God, uh, Bible, Jesus thing, I want to tell you something this morning. Uh, you've come to the right church. Uh, you are welcome here, and we are absolutely glad that you're here. And guess what? The walls did not come tumbling down when you walked in today. Uh, This is a safe place to figure all that stuff out. Uh, Your questions are welcome here. Uh, Your doubts are welcome here. And our God's love for you is big enough to handle all of that and more. I want to talk a little bit about uh, what today is all about. You know, as believers in Christ, as Christians, we celebrate Easter because everything that we believe hinges on what happened on this day some 2,000 years ago. You know, there are a lot of religions. There are a lot of belief systems. And typically those religions and those belief systems, you know, either embrace a book or a prophet or a teacher or certain values, all kinds of uh, different things. But for us, Christianity, our, our entire faith hinges on one single event, the resurrection of Jesus. Because Jesus rose from the dead, because it was witnessed literally by hundreds of people, because it was recorded in human history, because those early witnesses literally sacrificed their very lives and turned the whole world upside down. It it verified and validated everything that Jesus said and everything that he claimed to be. And that's why Easter is such a big deal. And today, as I said earlier, on Easter Sunday, 2017, we're kicking off Uh, a brand new series called The Real F Word. Now, the F Word that we're going to be talking about is not what many of you think, okay? Uh, We're going to be talking about forgiveness. Forgiveness. Over the next few weeks, we're going to explore things like forgiving yourself. You know, for a lot of you here today, that's... uh, That's the hardest thing to do. You live with shame and guilt and regret and you carry around all kinds of baggage. And you've you've never really learned 
how to forgive yourself. And you're not even sure if, if that's possible. We're going to spend some time talking about forgiving other people. And for many of you, this might be the area of ultimate, ultimate forgiveness because you've been on the receiving end of a lot of hurt and a lot of pain. And you just can't bring yourself to forgive that person. And now as a result, it is, it's just been eating you up on the inside. And even destroying a lot of relationships that you have. But the ultimate level of forgiveness that we're going to talk about is the forgiveness that you and I need to receive from God. You know, I believe that the reason it's so hard to, to give forgiveness to other people and the reason it's so hard to even forgive yourself is because you truly haven't experienced God's forgiveness. And I can't think of a better Sunday to talk about God's forgiveness than on Easter. Listen, here's the simple message of Easter, and I want you to hear this loud and clear. God loves you. He does. He absolutely loves you. And he wants to have a relationship with you. Regardless of your past, regardless of where you've been or what you've done, listen, God loves you. And he wants you to come home to him. He wants to forgive you and he wants you to live in forgiveness with other people and yourself. You know, that's why we celebrate Easter. That's why we celebrate each and every Sunday. Easter is all about God going to these absolutely unbelievable links to reach out to you so that in turn you would reach out to him and you would come home. Think about it. The, the loving heavenly father sent his one and only son, Jesus, to be born uh, at Christmas, to be born of a virgin, at that time to be hunted down like a dog, to, uh, to hide like a refugee, to go on to live a perfect life, to give sight to the blind, to make the lame walk, to set the captives free, to be abandoned by his closest friends at his time of greatest need, to take a beating, the likes of which you and I could hardly fathom, to carry his own cross, to have a crown of thorns jammed down onto his head, to have spikes driven into his hands and, a, and his feet and a sword plunged into his side, to, to be suspended between heaven and earth and die a criminal's death, to be laid in a tomb and three days later, kick Satan in the teeth, conquer the grave, rise from the dead, just like he said he would, and to start a revolution. So that you, you, and I could be forgiven and come home. Listen, he did all of that and more for you. That's how much he loves you. You know, the entire message of the Bible is all about God reaching out to you so that you would reach out to him. The entire life of Jesus is the same. It was all about reaching out to people who felt, who felt so uh, unapart, people who were lost, loving people who were far, far from God so that they would come home. And then once we come home, once you've been found, once you and I uh, have come home and been forgiven, our reason for living, our mission in life 
is now to be used by God to keep reaching out to people, to love people, to serve people, so that maybe, just maybe, they might find their way and come home. I am, uh, I am absolutely excited today. I'm so pumped up, I'm jacked up, and it's not because I've been drinking Red Bull, because I only drink water now, but uh, I'm pumped. Not only because today is uh, the 27th anniversary of our church and all that's going through my mind, but I'm excited because many of you here today are going to walk out of here brand new. You're going to walk out of here today in freedom. You're going to have your slate wiped clean. You're going to be forgiven. That's what this church is all about. That's what Easter Sunday is all about. And I really believe, we believe here at Coastal, that that is the heart of God. No matter what you've heard, no matter what you think, listen, that is his heart. And that's what I want you to see today. That's what I want you to experience today. The heart of God. And to do that, I want us to look today at uh, one of my favorite stories in the entire Bible. In fact, it really is one of those uh, foundational core passages of Scripture for our church. And if you've been here at Coastal, we come back to this time and time again. It's called The Story of the Prodigal Son, found in Luke chapter 15. By a show of hands this morning, how many of you have ever heard the name, the prodigal son, or heard the story before, the prodigal son? Just raise your hand. How many of you have heard the story? Yes, of course. Many of you, if you're not uh, very familiar with the story, you've heard uh, the, the prodigal son before. Now, let me ask you a question. What does it mean to be a prodigal? Now, some of you might say, well, Pastor Chris, you know, a prodigal is uh, someone who's really, really smart at a, uh, at a really young age. No, uh, that's prodigy, not a prodigal. So obviously you're not one, okay? Um, so, uh, no, a prodigal is somebody who's got great, great potential and the possibility of a great, great life and they literally throw all that away and they wander away from home. Follow along as I read Luke chapter 15. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now instead of waiting until you die. Wow. Now, that is pretty strong. You know, that was something that was definitely not done in that day. And it's obvious that the son chooses to go his own way, chooses to rebel and leave the father, to leave home and to go out on his own way. So the father agreed to divide his wealth between the two sons. A few days later, the younger son packed up all his belongings and he took a trip to a distant land. And there he wasted all of his money on wild living. In love, the father allows the son to go off on his own way. You see, just like any parent, if you're a parent, you understand this, you get this. The father doesn't want his child, his son, to love him because he makes him love him. You know, he doesn't want his son to, 
to follow his way and to, and to choose to stay home and to, uh, to want uh, to, to love him because he forces him to. He wants him to love him because he wants to. Because he chooses to. But instead, the younger son chooses to leave home, to turn his back on his family, and to go off into a distant land. Now, before we go any further, I want to ask you, can any of you relate to that this morning? Do any of you possibly feel like you're in a distant land? And you're in a faraway place away from God. And that maybe you want to come home. Today, Easter Sunday, 2017, it just might be your day. You know, the the story of the prodigal son is really this beautiful illustration of our need to find forgiveness and to come home. And as we look at this story today, I want to ask you, I want to ask you to open up your mind and open up your heart to the possibility that you might just be in this story. Would you open your mind to the idea that, that you might be the prodigal son, that you might be the prodigal daughter who needs to come home to a loving father? Would you consider for just a few moments that God is a loving, loving father who wants a relationship with you, who wants to restore a relationship with you, who wants to forgive you, who wants to wipe your slate completely clean and have you back into the family. Would you consider, just for a moment, that our God has a far, far better life in store for you, and it's all available if you would come home to him. Listen, that is the resurrection power of Jesus. That you and I can be forgiven. Not based on who we are and what we do, but on Jesus Christ and what he's done. You and I can be forgiven. We can come home. And with that in mind this morning, I want us to talk about how. Because I think we see that completely, perfectly illustrated in the story. Number one, If you're taking notes, just admit that you need God. Just admit it. You know, when we last left the the prodigal son, he's heading off with all his belongings, all of his money packed, and and, uh, he's going to spend everything in Vegas, basically. Okay? Because what happens in Vegas, what? Okay, how did you know that? You bunch bunch of sinners. Anyway, okay. So the Bible basically says that he takes off to a distant land and he, and he spends all of his money on wild living. He runs out of money. In fact, then, as fate would happen in the story, a famine actually sets in on the land. And the Bible says that he begins to starve. And these friends who've been partying with him now are nowhere, be, nowhere to be found. Right? Does that sound familiar? And he, and he looks around, and he's, and he's desperate, and he sees basically a help-wanted sign on a hog farm, and he gets a job feeding the pigs. Now, I don't know if you've ever done that before. It doesn't sound very glamorous, okay? And the Bible says literally that 
the boy became so hungry that even the pods that he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. Have you ever been that hungry? You know, the, the guy basically begins to think, man, this is what the pigs are eating, and they are eating better than I am. Pick up the story in verse 17. When he finally came to his what? Senses. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, you know, at home, back home with my dad, my father, even the hired men have enough food to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. What does he do? He experiences a wake-up call. You know, here he is in this pigsty. Just, I mean, you've got to picture all of that in your mind. He's handing out slop to the pigs, and he wakes up and he says, you know what, man, this is crazy. But you know what? When we first turn away from God and we go our own way, it seems exciting, doesn't it? I mean, it seems, it seems great. I'm sure it was that way for, you know, for the prodigal son at first. At first, you know, he's partying, he's living it up, he's enjoying that lifestyle. He had money to burn. But then it didn't last. And when he comes to his senses, he finds himself in a pigsty. Maybe. Maybe that's where you find yourself today. A place you never thought you'd end up. Doing things and experiencing things that you, you never thought you'd do. But then, he begins to think about home. And he begins to think about what, what he had lost by leaving his loving father. You see, the very first step in coming home, the very first step in receiving forgiveness is just to admit that you need it. Just to admit that you need to come home, that you need God, that you have gone your own way. To realize that basically, you know, you've turned your back on God, on the God who loves you. Now, you need to hear this today. The truth is this. We've all done that. Every one of us. You know, there's nobody here that's better than anybody else. We have all gone our own way. In fact, the Bible says in Romans 3, 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's everyone. That's me. That's you. And my guess is that when you're all alone, left to your thoughts, and there's nobody else around, you realize that. And you begin to think, well, you know, maybe, just maybe, there, there is more to life than this. My guess is that that's what brought some of you here today. You see, I bet the reason that some of you are here today is because of the possibility of coming home. And you're searching and you're looking for that opportunity to possibly get a clean slate, to start over, to fill that hole in your soul with something. But listen, Long before you made the decision to come here today, long before you got that invitation in the mail, long before somebody reached out to you, God, our loving Heavenly Father, He took the first step towards you. Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrates His own love for us, for us in this. While we were still sinners, 
while we were still far away from him, when we had turned our back on him, Jesus Christ died for us. Listen, 2,000 years ago, God took the ultimate step of sending Jesus to this earth to live, to die on a cross, to be raised again from the dead so that he could show you and show me, listen, I have done everything that is necessary for you to come home. And so when you wake up to the realization that you need God, you begin to understand that God has already done everything that's necessary for you to come home. Which leads us to number two. You ask for forgiveness. You ask for forgiveness. The first step in coming home is admitting that you need God. But listen to me. Just recognizing that you need God in and of itself, it's, it's not enough. You know, in, in our story, the father, by the way, he doesn't force the son to stay at home, right? Even though he knows in his mind that he's making the wrong choice, that he's doing the wrong thing, and he, he knows that leaving home is not going to be a good idea. When the son gets in trouble, in fact, in the foreign land, in the distant land, the father doesn't chase after him. The father doesn't force him to come back home. The decision to return home is the son's to make. The father can't make, him for, make it for him. You see, God loves you and I too much to take away our freedom. And just as you and I have the freedom to choose to turn our backs on God and to go our own way, we also have the freedom to choose to come home. The, the, the freedom to come back to God. You know, in our story, the prodigal son, he, he's eating with pigs and he makes the decision. He says, I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please, please take me on as a hired man. And so he returned home to his father. Basically, the, the son you know, says, you know what, this, this is crazy. This is stupid for me to be here uh, living in misery when I know in my heart that home with my dad is so much better. I'm going to go home. Now notice what the son's first step home is. His, his first step toward home is just to admit that he was wrong. To admit that he sinned. The son realizes that he can return home. But before he does, he takes that next step and he, re and he recognizes and he admits that it was wrong to leave in the first place. And he's going to ask for forgiveness. You see, in, in the story and in our lives, our home is with God. We were created, in fact, to have this love relationship with God. And just as the son chose to turn his back on the father and leave home, everybody in this room, again, we all chose to turn our backs on God and to go our own way. Each and every one of us. God says, you know, hey, this is my very best for you. This is my best life for you. You know, this is my will for your life. And basically, everyone, we all basically said, no, no. I think I know better. I'm going to live my life, my life this way. And the Bible simply calls that sin. And it's that sin that separates us from the Father. 
separates us from God. In fact, Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is what? Death. Now, the only solution to that separation is forgiveness. You know, maybe you feel lost today. Maybe you feel like you're in a distant land. Maybe you feel like you're in a pigsty. All you've got to do today is to admit it and then to ask for forgiveness. The problem is, here's the problem that some of you have experienced and you've come, come uh, face to face with. You think, you, you've come to believe, maybe from what you've heard or what you've seen, that maybe you know, the journey back home, the journey to God, to turn my life around, it is a long, difficult, hard journey. The path is, is too demanding. Listen, here's the truth. You have believed a lie. The journey back to God. You ready for this? It's one step. One step. You know, sometimes, you know, you, you think, well, I've got to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. No, you don't have to be perfect before you come home to God. Listen to this. You ready? You don't have to clean up your life. You don't have to overcome all your, your, your addictions. No. All you've got to do is take that one step, that one step, and ask for forgiveness. And you ready for this? If you take that one step toward God, the Bible says, and this is the, the awesome, unbelievable, good news, God, in his love, he covers the rest of the distance. He runs toward you. You see, Christianity, listen to me, it's not about you overcoming your sin so that you can be right with God. That's religion. And the only thing religion will do is get you cuts in the line to hell. Christianity is about God overcoming our sin so that he can be with us. The story of Jesus is that God is reaching out to you. No matter what your life is like, no matter what you've done, no matter how long it's been and how far away you feel like you have traveled from God, God has been reaching out to you. God is drawing you to himself. It's never too far. It's never too late to come home. God never, ever stops reaching out to you. That's why you're here today. You're not here by mistake. Our God is drawing you to himself. Don't you see? No pit is too deep that our God's love is not deeper. You just have to take that one step of asking for forgiveness. Remember, God has already taken the biggest step toward you. That is what the story of Jesus is all about. That is the power of the resurrection. All we have to do is believe. The most famous verse in all the Bible, some of you have heard it, many of you know it. John 3.16 says, For God so what? Love. God so loved the world that he, he took that step. He gave his only son so that everyone, everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Now, who's the him? Everyone who believes in him. The him is step number three. It's to accept God's forgiveness through Jesus. Listen to me. Jesus is the him. Jesus is the truth, the way, the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. In fact, look at the rest of Romans 3.23. I gave you the bad news earlier. For the wages of sin is death. That's the bad news, separation from God. But, 
And that is one big but, okay? This is the Sir Mix-a-Lot verse of the Bible, okay? Uh, for those of you who like my style of music, you know what I'm referring to. And for my generation. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus. Jesus is the path back to God. Listen. Look at the love and the forgiveness that the father expressed to, to the son in the story of the prodigal son. It says the, the, the son returns home, and the Bible says this in verse 20. And while he was still a long distance away, remember, the son had already he'd come to his senses. He'd already made the choice to go home. He's on the way home. The father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he what? What does it say? He ran. He ran to his son and gave him a big lecture and condemned him. It doesn't say that, does it? What does it say? Listen to this. It says he ran to his son. He embraced him. He kissed him. Oh my goodness. What a welcome. Listen to me. When you make the decision to return home to God, know this. God is not mad at you. Look, in our story, God runs to and welcomes you back. Just like the father there, he wants to do that to you. You say, you might say, well, you know, Pastor Chris, I turned my back on God. Listen, that might be true, but he's not mad at you. You say, well, but, you know, I said some things that are pretty harsh, even against God. That might be true, but God is not mad at you. God is the loving Father who is waiting to run to you and embrace you and kiss you and forgive you and welcome you home if you would just take that one step toward Him. Your loving Heavenly Father will make up all the distance Easter Sunday reminds us that God is not mad at you. Instead, he wants, to, he wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to forgive you. He wants to welcome you home. In fact, in the story, notice what the loving father did. He did more than just say it. He took action. Verses 22 through 24. The father said to the servants, quick. Bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. Kill the calf the, that we've been fattening in the pen. We must celebrate with a feast. For this son of mine was dead and now he has returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the what began? The party began. Listen, this is extremely important. I'm almost done. First of all, the father gives the son the finest robe, new clothes, a new wardrobe. The robe was a symbol of honor. It says here, I love this, he killed the fattest calf for a feast. In the deep south, we call that a what? A barbecue, right? It was time to celebrate. This is way better than, than Lewis's, Rodney Scott's, man. He says, it's time to party. It's time to celebrate. And then he gives him shoes. And I know that doesn't mean a whole lot to us today because we all got shoes. But in those days, if you were a slave, you went barefoot. So he's saying to his son, you're not coming home as a slave. You're returning as my child. And then this is so cool, he gives him a ring. The ring was the, the symbol that the heritage, the line between the father and the son, it's been restored. 
Like, you know, think about that. Even though the son chose to leave and put his whole family uh, in jeopardy, you're my child. Even though he demanded his inheritance and blew it all, the father restored him fully and gives him all the benefits of just being one of his very own. And then this is amazing. Do not miss this because that's how God treats us. That's how God wants to treat you. God says, when you'll, if you'll just admit your need for him, when you ask for forgiveness and you accept it through Christ, he gives you all of the benefits of being a son or a daughter. It's like you never left. Don't you see, Jesus says, that's why he told this story. That is the heart of God for you. Whoever you are, whatever you've done, however bad it might seem to you, if you would just turn around, if you would just turn around, the Father, more than anything else, longs to run to you right now and embrace you and welcome you home. How, however long you've been in that distant country, however long you've been in that, that dirty pigsty, friends, listen to me. Today, now is the day to come home. Are you ready to make that decision today? To receive God's forgiveness through Jesus Christ? Now, just like the son in the story, the choice is yours. But make no mistake, it's not a difficult journey, and it's not a long way back. You're here. God brought you here. And now, it's just one step of faith. Just one more step. And I want to challenge you today, I want to encourage you today to come home to God. To admit that you turned your back on him, that you went your own way. To ask God for forgiveness and to receive it by faith in Christ. And I want you to do that now. To do that today, right here, right now. Bow your heads and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, loving, loving Father, God, thank you for all of the miracles associated with this day. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for sending him. Thank you for, even in our in our sin, in our choice to walk away from you, that you went to such great, great lengths to draw us back home. And listen, if you're, if you're here today and you're ready to take that one step of faith, just in your heart and in your mind, pour your heart out to God and say, dear loving Father, 
I want to come home. I do admit it, God. I have turned my back on you. I have pushed you out of my life. I have gone my own way. There have been times I've tried to earn my way and in my mind maybe appease you by, through religion. But today, God, I turn my back on all of that. I turn towards you. And Father, I ask for forgiveness. I believe. I believe that Jesus is your son. That he went to a cross for me. That he died, that he was laid in a tomb. And three days later, he proved his power over sin and death and the grave and Satan. And he rose from the dead and he is alive. And today, God, I believe it. And I put my faith and my trust in him and in him alone. And for the rest of my days, God, I simply want to I want to follow him. I want to become more and more like you now see me today as your child, as your son, the prodigal who has come home, fully restored in a relationship with you, God. And, and so I just want to worship you and praise you and thank you with my life for the rest of my life until one day, God, I too will see you face to face. And it's in the name and in the power of Jesus we pray. listening to a message from Pastor Chris Rollins of Coastal Community Church. For more information about Coastal or to explore what your next step of faith might look like, check us out online at coastalcommunitychurch.org. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, thanks for listening.